I'm going to just pray before I begin, and then we'll get started. So, Father God, we just thank you for today. We thank you, God, that, that you are our refuge in the storm. God, we thank you for your covering, your protection. But, Lord, as we come before your word this morning, God, we just believe we receive ears to hear and hearts to understand, Lord, what, what you are wanting us to, to receive from your word. We just, I just believe we receive your help today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So, um, so today we are going to talk about identity, identity, and um, so we're going to just kind of uh, romp through a few verses in Judges, Judges chapter six. So, if you have a scriptures your your Bible or you want to follow along, but we'll have them on the slides. The ones we'll be mostly covering, but. But we're going to be talking about identity today. Um, so I'm just going to jump right in because we're going to let the scriptures just speak for themselves. I do want to set up, uh, you can see that we're going to be learning some lessons from the life of Gideon. But like I say, this is only going to be from a conversation of Gideon. So we're not even going to go through everything. We're just going to do just a handful of verses today. But I do want to set the stage before we get to Gideon, and I want to just talk about what it was like to kind of explain the very beginning of what we're, where we're going to start. So when we begin in Judges chapter 6, just to kind of set the stage again, um, Israel is not in a time of glory or victory. They're in a time of defeat. They're in a time where they have been invaded by the Midianites. So things are so bad that the scriptures say that the Israelites left their towns. Okay, so imagine leaving your home and having to flee for the hills. And they're hiding in caves, they're hiding out. As this is something that went on for years. So this isn't just, you know, one-time attack. It's something that went on for some time. So when the the way that the Midianites were, were acting is they would let the Israelites sow their seed. They would let the Israelites tend their, yard, their fields and get the harvest all the way to where it was ready to harvest. And then they would come. So Israel got no benefit from all the work they had done the Midianites didn't have to do anything. All they did was come and steal it at the end. And that's kind of setting the stage of, I'll, I'll go ahead and share, but it's, and again, this, this is, I'm paraphrasing, but it, this is all in Judges chapter 6, this, or, yeah, Judges chapter 6, and it's the first beginning, you know, verses. It also says that the Midianites didn't, they left Israel without any oxes, so imagine no trucks, no cars, no donkeys. They took it all. So, I mean, it's a really, really difficult season. Now, God gives them some messages, but we're going to skip over that. and We're going to just really concentrate on, on what God is speaking to Gideon and the whole idea of identity. So... Let's just jump in this morning. Let's go ahead and just begin. So we're going to begin at verse 11. And there's a bunch of 
things, like I said, I kind of paraphrased just to kind of set the stage to explain why Gideon is where he is, just so we could kind of understand that. But it doesn't start with Gideon. It actually starts with the Lord. I do want to just say this, that it got so bad. It got so bad that the Israelites prayed to God for help. That's bad. When you have to pray, you know it's bad. So um, I will say that. So verse 11, then the angel of the Lord came and sat under the oak that was in Ophrah, which belonged to Joash, the Abiezrite, as his son Gideon, they finally got to Gideon, Joash is his father, uh, was beating out wheat in the wine press in order to save it from the Midianites. He was beating out wheat in the wine press in order to save it from the Midianites. So, what can we learn about Gideon? Do people normally beat out their wheat in the wine press? No, he was hiding. He was hiding. He was trying to keep it from being discovered so that the enemy wouldn't come steal it. Okay? So, um, so what can we learn about the Lord? He knows. He knew where Gideon was, right? He knows what Israel's experiencing. God knows where we are. God knows what our circumstances are. God knows. God knows. Most of us don't question that. Sometimes we do. When things are really bad, it's like, Lord, don't you know? But most of the time, we know that God knows, right? But I think what's even better is he knew where to meet Gideon. That's actually very big. Have you ever been going through things and it's like, Lord, where are you? Never said any of those things. God knew where to meet Gideon. To me, that's very comforting. Before we even go any farther, does Gideon reach out to the Lord? Is Gideon even praying? No, he's not. This is all on God's part which again is very comforting because it's not up to Gideon to do the right thing, say the right thing or anything. God is the one who is initiating this whole conversation. All right, let's keep going. Verse 12. Then the angel of the Lord appeared to Gideon and said to him, the Lord is with you. O valiant warrior. This, I didn't put it, but this is the New American Standard Version. Some of you may be from, more familiar with the King James, but the, uh, the Lord is with you, O valiant warrior. So, how did the Lord see Gideon? He sees Gideon as a warrior, right? Someone who has the Lord on their side and someone who is a valiant warrior. Okay? So... And this is going to be the pattern as we go through this, so you guys are getting it. So we're going to just keep going. Judges 13, Gideon answers. Then Gideon said, oh, my Lord. 
Okay, some of you are chuckling. You've heard yourself say, my God, how come this is happening? You know, we've talked like that. Yeah, so this is Gideon. Okay, we can relate. If the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? So all this is what I was talking to you about. The Midianites have overrun their land. The Midianites are stealing their harvest. The Midianites have taken their cars and their Cadillacs and their, you know, work trucks and everything else. All of that's gone. They're impoverished and they, the enemy is stealing everything that they produce that's left. Why has all this happened to us? He goes on. Where are all his miracles? which our fathers told us about. Didn't the Lord bring us up from Egypt? Okay. And again, you know, I've, I've taught enough. A lot of you have been here for a lot of those messages. There's Exodus. Moses leads the children of Israel out. Great, mighty signs and wonders, parting of seas, just to get the Israelites into the promised land. God did great and mighty things for them. And Joshua, or excuse me, you know, so, so it, it goes... In the books of the Bible, you have Exodus, Leviticus, you know, Moses brings them out. And then there's Joshua, who gets them into the land. And this is the next books in the Bible. So this is, Gideon is not too far removed from all of these things. So when he says, where are all the miracles we heard our father speak about? He's probably talking of like his grandfather or his great-grandfather. Like he is only just a couple generations away from God doing all of these things. And now this is their situation. Gideon doesn't stop there. He keeps going on. He wants God to know what he thinks about their situation. But now the Lord has abandoned us. And he's given us into the hand of Midian. All right. So that's quite a mouthful. So I'm going to just go back through. Oh, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? Where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about, saying, did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Midian. All right, before I go on, <clears throat> does Gideon, who's at fault? Who's abandoned who? I'll put it that way. Who does Gideon say abandoned who? God's abandoned them, right? Now, I didn't go through it, but the verses before, if you want to take the time to go back and start at the beginning of Judges, uh, chapter 6, the chapter that this comes from, God has already sent them a messenger to tell them that they've abandoned him. So the people of Israel had started worshiping false gods, the Baals and idols and all that kind of stuff. And they abandoned in just a few short years the very God of Israel who took them out of, of Egypt. So, but Gideon's perspective on all of this is it's God's fault. You've abandoned us. You can do miracles, God, but you're not doing one for me. And you're not doing one for us as a nation. He is blaming God big time. Does that stop the Lord? Aren't you thankful? <laughs> Even when we're snotty and a brat, <laughs> he just loves us anyway, and he just 
keeps putting it up with us. So let's kind of just kind of unpack that a little bit. So what does this verse tell him about how Gideon sees himself? And again, this is himself and the whole nation of Israel. The Lord's abandoned them. He's left them. Um, It says that he's given them into the hands of their enemies. Now that part, God did say, yeah, you know, you've abandoned me, so you're stuck with what you get. Um, And even though God delivered them from Egypt in the past, he's not delivering them now. Now, as this conversation continues, God doesn't even answer him. Aren't you thankful that God doesn't? <laughs> you know, there's a lot of lightning last night. You know, it's like, I mean, God could, right? Who do you think you are questioning what I do? You know, I mean, there's so many ways God could answer. But listen to what God says. This is verse 14. The Lord looked at him and said, Go in this your strength and deliver Israel from the hand of Midian. And again, he repeats himself. You're going to hear some things repeated. Have I not sent you? Go in this your strength and deliver Israel from the hand of Midian. Have I not sent you? This is really, really big. Really, really big. So again, if you think about it, Gideon has just thrown this all back into this, all his circumstances, everything he's dealing with, everything the nation is dealing with. He's thrown it in God's face. God, you're not there for us. You're not helping me in my situation. You've abandoned me and you do these things for other people, but you're not doing them for me. And of course, God just ignores all that and says, you're strong. And you're a deliverer. You're strong. And again, you know, you guys have already said it. He saw God sees Gideon as a valiant warrior. And now we're seeing him as a deliverer, not just of himself. Now, this is, this is, can be interesting. Who are we most concerned about most of the time? Yeah, I was looking this way, but you guys were very, very courageous and bold and just said it. That's very good of you. Yeah, we're like, you know, God, I need this for me. Some of us get to the point where we say, God, I need this for my family and our circle's a little bit bigger. But how many of us can see ourselves as someone who can deliver a region or a nation? That's a big deal. But that's what Gideon was in the eyes of the Lord. That's who the Lord saw was a deliverer. All right. Um, And again, we've already kind of, um, so when the Lord looked at Gideon, what did he see? Someone who was sent on a mission or was going to be sent on a mission by God. There's this famous movie scene that, yeah, anyway, I was going to try to find it, but it's like, man, we'll pass on that. Um, oh, Lord, how shall I deliver Israel? So Gideon, Gideon kind of just, so he's hearing him. He's like, how can I do this? So verse 15, Gideon is answering the Lord. Oh, Lord, how shall I deliver Israel? Behold, my family is the least in Manasseh. That was his tribe. And I am the youngest in my father's house. 
I'm going to read that one more time. O Lord, how shall I deliver Israel? Behold, my family is the least in Manasseh, and I am the youngest in my father's house. So again, you kind of know where our pattern is going to be. So what does this tell us about how Gideon sees himself? God, you've made a mistake. Bottom line is, you know, so-and-so over there, they've got a degree, they're rich, they're well-to-do, they've got a great big house, use them. You have made a mistake, God, it's not me. I'm too young, I don't come, I don't have the right pedigree. Some, we might have that expression that we might have heard. Does God care about those things? I'm going to ask this. Does God know about those things? Yeah, he knows. He knows. He knows where we come from. He knows who our relatives are. The ones that we wish nobody knew that they were related to us. He knows all those things. But it didn't matter to God. It didn't change anything about what Gideon's potential was. It didn't change anything about what Gideon's potential was. Gideon's potential didn't have anything to do with how smart he was, how good-looking he was, how wise, wealthy, rich, if he came from this side of the tracks or the other side of the tracks. None of that mattered. What mattered was what God saw in him. What mattered was what God saw in him. All right, so... So again, you know, every time the Lord says something, Gideon just throws it back. But the Lord just graciously just keeps speaking. So let's go to verse 16. But the Lord said to him, surely I will be with you. And you shall defeat Midian as if they were just one person. They weren't just one person, but, but that's the picture that God gave. It's, this is not going to be something hard. You can do it. I will be with you, and you will defeat Midian. Um, so let's, let's just uh, kind of moving on again. It's, it's pretty obvious what God is saying. You know, God's going to be with him, and that he can... That he's going to be victorious over the enemy. That Gideon has the potential to win. Not just for himself. Not even just for his whole family. But for his whole nation. Okay? So, after looking at all these verses. A couple questions. Did Gideon see himself the same way that the Lord did? No, it's really easy to see. Gideon did not see himself the way the Lord did. Now, the next question, did the Lord see Gideon the way that Gideon 
saw himself? No, right? You guys are you guys are so sharp. This is a really simple message today. But this is the big question. Who is right? The Lord or Gideon? We say the Lord is always right. We say the Lord is always right. We know we're sitting in church. It's, you know, it's kind of like when you're in Sunday school, the answer is usually Jesus. And so when you're asked a question, it's Jesus. You know, it's like we're in church. Of course the Lord's going to be right, right? So with this being the situation, and you've got, you can go ahead and advance this slide. So with this being the situation, you've got two opposing views. And I didn't, I was thinking about trying to do a slide, but it would have been really small and hard to see. Of all the things that the Lord said about Gideon and all the things that Gideon thought about himself. But we can just kind of review them real briefly. The Lord saw Gideon as a deliverer, as a valiant warrior. He's somebody who's strong. The Lord is with him. Gideon sees himself as the wrong person for the job, and surely there's somebody else, Lord. You know, um, I'm not the right family. I'm too young. So with this being the situation, and there being two opposing views about who Gideon is, what is Gideon's identity? What is Gideon's identity? There's two opposing views. You've got a list that the Lord says he is, and you've got a list that the Gideon says he is. And what he's able to do. Again, God's saying Gideon can deliver the nation of Israel. Gideon is saying, I'm not the right person for the job. So where does Gideon go from here? So what happens next? And who determines that? Is that the Lord's decision of what happens next? Is that? Who can make that happen? Or is it going to be something that Gideon's responsible for? Hmm? Gideon's got to do it. How many people are bold enough to raise their hand to think that it's going to be up to Gideon to make that next step, right? It's pretty obvious. The Lord is such a gentleman. And you can see that in this, this little interaction of just a few verses. It's only been five verses this morning. You can see that in his interaction, the Lord is so gracious. He doesn't answer his dumb questions of blaming God. He doesn't answer his questions of saying, I'm not the right family. And he doesn't deal with any of that. He's so gracious. He just keeps repeating, this is who you are, Gideon. This is who you are, Gideon. This is who I have created you to be. And this is what you have the potential to accomplish. But that being the case, and as amazing as that is, it is in Gideon's hand of what happens next. Even when the revelation comes, and that's what you're watching in this passage, you're looking at a man who is receiving a word from God of who he is and what he has the capacity to do. But the next step of it ever becoming a reality and ever taking place is not in God's hands. It is in Gideon's. It is in Gideon's. And so if Gideon chooses to agree with the Lord, what's going to happen? 
everything God said, right? And, and it's, it's actually very beautiful. You know, and if you know the rest of the story, uh, you know, you know what's going to happen. You know, you know already. You knew before I started, you know, <laughs> and that's okay. Um, for some reason, if you've never heard, you can read the rest of the story in Judges um, chapter 6 through 8 because it's super fascinating. It's super fascinating to see how gracious God is in his dealings with uh, Gideon. Um, but we're not even going to go there. We're kind of just settling in on this thought of identity, the Lord having a list, and us as people having our list. So, if you haven't figured out where we're going with all of this, <clears throat> it would be nice just to learn about Gideon and then say, okay, bless you folks, have a great week, and we'll see you next week, right? Right? Do you think that God today is concerned about Gideon? Why not? <laughs> he already said yes, right? But each of us sitting in this room have a choice. When, when we were created, God knew what our potential was. He knew what we could be. He knew what we could do. He knew what we could accomplish for him. And he has all of that. He has all of that. When we are born, <laughs> we come into our family. And sometimes, because of the way we're raised, our identity can be shaped by a lot of different things. How many of us heard Gideon's responses and it's like, mm -hmm. I, I've, I've said that. <laughs> I'm too young. I'm not from the right family. I'm never going to amount to anything. You know... The, the reason I love the way these verses start is because it starts with this. The angel of the Lord came, and he sits down, and he looks at Gideon. To me, that is so profound. And, and I don't know why. I mean, I know I'm, I'm sure some of it has to do with the fact that he's given me a message to deliver it's like, Lord, help me to get this across. But I want you to just see that without your doing anything, remember, Gideon didn't even pray and ask for any of this to ever happen to him. He did not. But I want you to realize today that God is right there, sitting there, and he's looking at you. God sees you in the midst of where you are right now, today. He sees everything. All the good, all the bad, all the ugly, all those things. And he sees your potential. And he also knows 
all your list. I'm to this, I'm to that, I'm to whatever, I'm too old. I, I hate to say it, but every now and then I'm starting to think, it's like, maybe I'm too old to be doing this. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, I'm not too old. I, I think I've shared this publicly before, but I remember when I was working at the prison, and um, somebody got a message to, you know, I'm working in the substance abuse treatment program and, you know, it's a prison situation. And so it's hard for communication. It's hard for people to get a hold of people. And somebody got a message to me. Well, there was a, there was somebody was trying to get a message to the white haired man at, at, in the, you know, in the substance abuse treatment program. And I'm like, there's no white haired man in the substance abuse treatment program. <laughs> And, and I thought later, and it's like, wait a second, that had to be me. There's no other men. <laughs> My hair's not that white. Oh, boy. So the Lord knows us. He sees us. He, he knows what color our hair is. But that doesn't change the fact that whatever it is that he sees in us of our potential and our ability to be and do what he has called us to do, none of that changes. None of that changes. Um, so, in, in kind of just trying to wrap this up, let's go to the next slide. So, apologize for the little bit cut off, and I know I've kind of said all of this, but... Um, but again, it's huge that the Lord is wanting to bring a transformation, not just for ourselves and not just for our family, but we have a bigger sphere of influence that he is wanting to reach, to affect. And again, for a lot of us, that can be a really big stretch. Who, me? Who, me? You know, I just want to go do my little thing and my little box and my little world. And it's like, I don't, I'm not sure about that. And the choice is ours. The choice is ours. Go ahead into the next slide. So who knows? You know, Pastor Virginia is prophetic, and many of us in this room have probably received some prophetic words. And every time one of those might be released, or any time, even Apostle Pastor Eric, Apostle Eric is ministering, and he's telling us what we can be from the Word of God, we're getting, we're getting God's perspective. We're getting God's perspective. We're hearing that. So whether we've received a personal word, thus saith the Lord, you know, I've called you to blah, 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 you know, or, or whether we've not received one, if we have a Bible, and I know this isn't quite as effective as picking up a book with a leather cover, but <clears throat> we, we all have Bibles on our phones, most of us probably. But if we can spend time with him in his word, coming to church, hearing messages like this that are like, God, you can't really mean you have something more for me to do than what I'm already doing. What? Yeah. And it doesn't matter who or how old or how young, where we live, where we come from. None of that matters. I do want to finish with just a couple scriptures. 
because we hear these things from the New Testament. And so go ahead, next slide. Paul wrote something in Romans. Most of us are familiar with these verses. Romans 8, 37. And all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. We're all in us today. All of us are in that verse. God has given us the potential, the ability, ability to overwhelmingly conquer through him because of his great love. No matter who we are, no matter where we came from, no matter what schooling we had, didn't have, whether we made good grades, didn't make good grades, or didn't even go to school, can read, can't read, none of that matters. None of that matters. None of it. All of these things, doesn't matter what those things are, we can be a conqueror because of his love. Next slide. Jesus said, that was Paul, Jesus said, Again, this is, you'll know the background. We're not going to take time to go to it, but I'm going to just focus on the last little phrase there. All things are possible to him who believes. What you see in Judges 6 is you see God working with Gideon. God working with Gideon. This was the first initial conversation, and you know that God keeps working with Gideon. He keeps, he doesn't give up, because <laughs> Gideon needs a little bit more nudges and encouragement. You can do this, you can do this, you can do this. Gideon keeps saying, okay, God, if, it's, if this is it, you, you, you know. and God will meet him each time exactly where he is and keeps nudging him into his destiny, into the fulfillment of his identity of who God created him to be. And you see Gideon making a choice in the rest of Judges 6 to say, God, I agree with you. I'm going to throw away my list of all the reasons why I can't do what God called me to do. I'm going to throw it away. And I am going to just... Keep yours. I am a valiant warrior. I am strong. I can be the one who delivers Israel. That was Gideon's choice. And if we're ever going to see the potential that God has for us, we've got to throw away every excuse and just believe <laughs> If I asked you a question, and that question were, if God tells you something, is he right about anything? If God told you that the sky were blue and today is Sunday, would he be right? Yeah, right? We have no problem saying that God, yes, Lord, you are right. Jesus is our savior. He is the one who saved us. But when it comes to our identity, it's a lot harder to say you are right because we know us, right? We know who we are. Um, I'm going to share 
I mean, I've already shared some little stories. Callan loves this story. He was an eyewitness to this story. It's a school morning. I'm dropping off Callan to school. <clears throat> and um, I, I usually pull in the parking lot. I try to, you know, there's other people dropping off kids to school, right? It's a busy time. There's lots of vehicles, people. You got to get out of the way. You got to get moving. He's got to get to school. So we're rushing. I've got to get to work after I get him there. So I, you know, like, get out of the car. It's time to go. Let me go. Let me go. You know, yeah, he's never wanting to go to school very much. Anyhow, so finally I get him out of the, the, the car and I start to drive out of the parking lot, I think. But lo and behold, somebody, I don't know who, somebody put these little posts that are about this tall, these little metal posts that are surrounding this green dumpster. I'd never seen them before. I never knew they were there. So in my haste to get out of the parking lot, I'm just like, well, I got to get out, you know, and there's, there's some construction going on. It's like, well, I don't want to hit any of the construction workers. And so I'm trying to keep over as far as I can. And there's this, Callan, do you want to come up and make the sound that it made? <laughs> there's this, <laughs> it's a really scary, bad sounding sound of metal, crushing metal. And um, <clears throat> yeah. And so uh, he's looking at me, you know, his eyes are really big. It's like, what just happened, you know? Um, and so thankfully there was, other than damage to my pride and um, a little bit of <laughs> little damage to the, what we call the fishmobile, you know, everything was fine. But we know us, right? We know how capable we are of doing the dumbest things. You know, um, we, are, we just got through with a yard sale, and we have most of the stuff was in this, you know, in our back room. And, you know, so there were some things there that weren't normally there. And I'm trying to um, get, change clothes. I'm, I've gotten home from work. It's been a long day. And, you know, we've got this stuff that's in there. I mean, I'm, I kind of know it's there. But, you know, next thing I know, I'm trying to put my shorts on. So I'm kind of dancing. Trying to get my shorts on. Next thing I know, my foot goes into this bucket, which if I don't know if Marie's in here or not, but it was the, the marble game. But anyway, so uh, but anyway, so the, my foot goes in the bucket and I just fall back, and it all happens so fast. Like my back hits the you know this other stuff that's there, thankfully, which was soft. I mean, I mean, it was very embarrassing. I mean, they come running in because again, it's this. You mean it's the marble game, right? It's got all these pieces, and it just goes, you know, and this huge noise. I hit the wall, and and it's it's like, you know, they come in. Are you okay? You know what happened? And I'm like, I hardly even really know. It all happened so fast, but. Even in the midst of our weakness and our ability to do the dumbest things and not even know how that happened, God can still use us. And he wants to use us not only to make a difference for us because he loves us so much, but for our families. I don't know, like I've never, I don't think that I've ever really shared this, uh, but I remember many, many years ago, I was teaching Sunday school, uh, adult Sunday school, and it was in a different church far away. But there was a woman sitting in the congregation who just had this huge burden for her children. 
who of course were not in church, and I don't even remember all the situation. But as she was sitting there, hearing the word, coming to church, you know, being faithful, I just had such an impression from the Lord that we don't even realize the smallest ways that we obey. When we obey God, even in the smallest things, he gets the most mileage out of that. All he's looking for is the smallest little yes. And every time we do, he opens the floodgates of heaven and pours out as much victory, deliverance, blessing, favor on us because of that's how much he loves us and how much he loves our family and how much he loves our country and how much he loves this whole world. And all it takes is for us to be willing to say, I agree. I agree. And even if today we're only able to say, yes, I agree to just (laughs) one little part. Okay, God, I can't believe I'm strong. I can't believe I'm a valiant warrior, but I do know you're with me. That part I do know. And if we can say yes to that, God's going to just open up as much of the goodness of God flooding through that one little place of agreement to make a difference for us and our families and everyone else around us. That's just how good he is. God is so good. Will you stand with me today? I don't even know if I had another slide, but I'll just leave it on that one. It's a good one. You're fine. You're fine. I just want to close in prayer because, you know, um, I want to release something. I I know that, you know, yes, this message is for us that are sitting here in this room. And I've only seen this a couple times since I've been here. When you come from somewhere else, you get a different perspective. Or when you go to somewhere else, you get a different perspective. So like recently, we were in Branson, Missouri, and you know, coming from northwest Oklahoma in the middle of drought and going to where they had, like, look at all that water. You know, it was just like, and, and you, you go a little bit further, and it's like, and look, there's more. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, it was, it was just kind of a trip, but uh, it was beautiful. It was very beautiful, but it was a different perspective. It was a different perspective. And so the perspective that I'm seeing today is God's perspective over not just us in this room today, but also over Northwest Oklahoma. We're kind of the end of the earth, you know? There's scriptures that, you know, there's, you go out to the panhandle, they consider themselves no man's land and the forgotten ones and all, but like we're right on the edge of that. We're right on the edge of that. And in the attitude of a lot of things in a lot of places, and you know, whether it's internal, external, given to us, labels, whatever you want to say, that kind of hangs over this region. We know it from the scriptures is nothing good can come out of Nazareth. 
that that's the ISIS, that's, I've just been watching that today. As I've been ministering, it's like, wow, Lord, you're not just dealing with us in this room. You're wanting to release something into this whole region. And so, so as I pray today, I'm not just praying for us in this room. So I'm just kind of sharing that because some of you I see nodding. So it's like, okay, yeah, I'm not the only one, you know, that um, has caught that. So Father God, in the name of Jesus, I thank you, God for your amazing love, your amazing grace, your amazing ability, Lord, to see, to sit and look at us and to see who we really are in spite of how we see ourselves or what we've said about ourselves or are continuing to say about ourselves. It reminds me of that place, Lord, in the scriptures where where even in the midst of your crucifixion, you were able to look at Peter and loved him. And God, in the midst of every mess that we might be in, God, you look at us today and you're loving us. You're loving us. But Father God, today the issue is identity. And so Father God, even as we are here in this room Lord, whether people choose to agree with you or not, Lord, we hang, we, we sit under a cloud of identity that covers us as a region. And Lord, even as Gilgal was the place where that reproach was rolled off of Israel, today, God, by faith, we roll off of Northwest Oklahoma a reproach a reproach. And Lord, I don't even know all of the things that have been said. I just kind of sense it in my spirit, God. But we believe we receive God, even as that is rolled away. Lord, we roll off other labels, the other side of the tracks label, the too young, too old label, the I'm not good enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not rich enough. I don't come from the right family. God, we roll off every one of those labels that have stood in the way of us stepping into who you've created us to be, who you've called us to be, who you've destined us to be. Lord, I just encourage each of us. I can't do it for anyone else, but Lord, I pray for each of us to be able to and continue to be able to throw our list away of every excuse, God, that we have made to to keep us, bottom line, to keep us from becoming in alignment or agreement with your plan and purpose for our lives. God, we just set those things aside today. And we say yes. We say your will be done and your kingdom come. Even if like Gideon, it makes us shake in our boots. Lord, we just pray, God, that you begin to use us as a church, us as individuals. Lord, even this whole region of Northwest Oklahoma, God, when you see us, you see a blessing. And so, Father God, we say, God, make us, make our families, make this region a blessing in the midst of the earth. And we just say yes to that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Well, thank you, guys. You guys are always so polite. So um, I just speak blessing over you as you go today. Happy Father's Day. And we will see you next week. I guess maybe another.